0: Father God, thank you for a beautiful and great and wonderful day to be in your presence, Lord, to call on your name, Jesus, to worship you, oh, Lord, in spirit and in truth. I give you thanks and I give you praise, almighty God, your great grace and your great love wherewith you have loved us. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, holy God. Thank you, holy King. And everybody said, praise the Lord. All right, if you have a Bible this morning. Let's take a good look at God's Holy Word. Thank God. Appreciate our God. He's a wonderful God, kind and loving, and merciful God. I'm turning to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Open your Bible or open your phone. It's a different world. It's, if it's the Word of God, it's the Word of God. Where Whatever your source is, no problem. 1 Timothy chapter 4, and I'm beginning with verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared, with the hot iron everybody said praise the Lord all right you can be seated the Lord bless you I want to talk to you today teach a little bit on confidence I'm ready Okay, confidence, confidence. Now, there are some simple definitions for confidence, what you have faith in or what you, where you put your trust in something. Those are some simplified uh, definitions, all right? If you have uh, confidence in something, you believe it's going to work. You believe it's going to work effectively, okay? You're, matter of fact, you'll be certain of it. It won't be something that you'll be iffy about or or wondering about it, it will be a gray area for you. You will have confidence in that. Okay? All right. So uh it's important for you and I, uh, not just in the time we live, but period, any time, whether the sun is shining or whether it's dark and cloudy. And you know, and lately the weather it's uh one minute it is sunny and the next minute it is cloudy. <laughs> and uh I know I'll uh wife will say, What what's it like outside? And I'll say, Well at the moment, you know, and uh You feel that sunshine and things are bright and then all of a sudden you get ready to go and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, kind of cloudy out there. I don't know, it might rain any second. And your windshield might get a little sprinkling on it, you know, or something. So there can be uh, a lot of ups and downs in the things around us, okay, a lot of things that surround us. And that's why it's so wonderful. No matter what the weather's like, no matter what the economic conditions are like, no matter what uh, the symptoms of our whole world are at this time, that we can trust in the Lord and that we have confidence in the Lord. We believe in the Lord. that we're not going to let, <clears throat> somebody said on the radio, I think they have some kind of advertisement. they said there's one thing that the stock market uh, has shown us, he said, and that's that it goes up and it goes down. <laughs> well, I'm glad that my God is straight across the board. Amen. I'm glad he's just right there, he's solid, and uh, you don't have to live in a in a constant fear. And believe me, the enemy would like to uh, put you in fear. He would like to do that to you. I'm turning to 2 Timothy now, if you turn over a page or two, and let's tie it together with what we just read. All right. 2 Timothy. Chapter 3, this know also, that in the last day's perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. So how shall we, how shall we write that? Shall we write it like, uh, what's the famous uh, deal line that came out, the M-M-E, really the initials of a woman? But um, it became, the advertising became, it's all about me. Well, boy, that went a lot further than just somebody's name, didn't it? And we are living in the me generation. We're living when, when people are pretty, pretty selfish, very much concerned about themselves. All right, so remember, the writer is telling us, men shall be lovers of their own selves, uh, that they'll be covetous, and that they'll be boasters, they'll be proud, They'll be blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Let me stop on that one, verse 3, without natural affection. I don't know if you read in the paper the other day or heard it on the radio about the young girl that was pushing her baby along in the stroller, and I think the baby was under two years old, and uh, said that two young men came up to her and And at gunpoint, robbed her. Only thing is, she didn't have anything. She told them, she said, I don't have anything. I don't have any money. I I don't have anything to give you. And they shot the baby. Now, that was a two-year-old or less child sitting in a stroller. And because the mother didn't have anything to give them when they robbed her, they shot the baby. And they killed the baby. And here you're reading that in the last days, perilous times shall come. And that... People would be without natural affection, very cold-hearted, no feelings whatsoever. You know, and we're seeing this more and more in our society. People are just very cold. They said that when uh, the the man that his name was Ted Bundy, and that he traveled all across the country and came particularly into Florida, and uh, went into different universities where he he uh, killed young women, and uh, he was interviewed while they had him in the Florida panhandle in jail, and also that he, he uh, a spirit got a hold of him, and he lost so much weight uh, that he actually tried to climb up into the air-conditioning duct and escape uh, that jail. Fortunately, he got stuck, and they got him out of there, and, and he, didn't get it. he didn't escape his punishment. But uh, they interviewed him. And they asked him, what did, it, what did this start with? Why, why did you, you know, do what you did? What, what was the genesis of it? What was the beginning of it? And he said pornography was what was the beginning of it in his life as a young man. And then from there, they asked him, how did you feel after you did these things? And he said, I felt cold. He said, very, very cold. He just had no emotions. He had no feelings that he could just treat somebody, mistreat somebody, like he did, and I'm telling you that that was (laughs) Ted Bundy, and I I imagine that's been some 20 years ago now, at least. I might be undershooting that, but I would say conservatively, it was 20 years ago, and here we are, uh, that much further down the road, I'm trying to tell you, and you've got a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old that shoot a two-year-old or less child because they couldn't get anything when they robbed the mother. Uh, Coldness harshness, a hatred, uh, without a natural affection. It should be naturally in a person that they would have some feelings, especially towards a little innocent child, right? But yet, without natural affection, people are, there. there's ice in their veins, so to speak, and there's uh, such a spirit that's got a hold of them. You know, the uh, Isaiah, the writer said, the Lord said and inspired, Woe to them that go down To the the rebellious children that go down to Egypt and he was talking about where they put their confidence where they put their trust our trust is not to be in this world our trust is not to be in the princes or the leaders of this world and we don't need to get caught up in all of their rhetoric and all of their talk and all of their arguing arguing and all of their ideas because this world is going to pass away we've got to keep our confidence in God We've got to keep our trust in God, our faith in God, our hope in God. All right? Well, let's go on and see what else our generation has going on here. Without, verse 3, without natural affection, truce breakers, can't keep a promise, false accusers, incontinent, uh, uh, unable to control themselves, in other words, fierce, uh, despisers of those that are good, actually hate the good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Now look, verse 5, there's lots of religion. Every time you turn around, there's something else being started, okay? And sometimes people uh, listen to the wrong spirit, unfortunately, and believe me, that spirit is talking. He comes to church. You've read your Bible, I mean, you, you know, God's people came together and Satan came among them also. So Satan gets among the saints, doesn't he? And, he, and he, the disciples, they wanted to know who was going to betray him. They were all feeling the temptation the, and the spirit of it, the effect of it in the air. And, and they were, is it I, is it I, is it I? You know, they, everybody was feeling that nasty feeling that was in the air and uh, i want you to understand there are things going on in our generation and those things try to come right in those feelings those spirits try to come right into a service and try to negatively affect your heart and your way of thinking and that's where you and i am trying to tell you we've got to focus our faith and our trust and our hope our confidence to be strong in the lord and in the power of his might we don't want to waver we don't want to be like a a reed shaking in the wind. The book said that's not what Jesus said. That you go down to see John the baptizer. My son said you're not going to see a, a reed shaking in the wind. That's not what's there. You're going to find somebody that's strong, somebody that's steadfast, somebody that's sure, somebody that has confidence in me. Yeah. Confidence. In you. you know, Mary and Martha, they were they had their brother that passed away, died, and and uh, when Jesus got there and he delayed coming. And when he got there, uh, they, ma- Martha met him and said, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And so Jesus began to tell her, and, and she was fighting a battle because she, she wasn't believing what he was saying until finally he had to look her in the eyeball and say, I am the resurrection. Let's get it straight here. Let's realize who you're dealing with, who's talking to you. Amen. Of course. Uh, but yet even even in her doubt, she, she stood she stayed there and she listened to him and she took what he had to say where Mary was of greater confidence and greater faith and belief and she just sat still waiting. She was waiting on the Lord. and when he sent her, she went right to him. and then they went to the grave and then Jesus took care of business, didn't he? He raised Lazarus from the dead. He raised him right up. He who is the resurrection. I'm telling you, God, how many times he has done things, and you and I have to be sure to acknowledge that he did it. We have to be sure, no matter what anybody says, that we know that God did it. God opened the door. God answered the prayer. God made the way. Oh, yes. And there are many tricks that the enemy's going to use uh, in an attempt. Uh, I heard on the radio the other day that um, in, I think it was a college class. It may have been high school, but I thought it was college. And the professor teacher took a piece of paper and wrote Jesus Christ on it and gave it to a student and said throw it on the ground and stomp on it and said that the individual student said no. said I, I'm not going to do that. I will not do that. And so he told the student said to a, to a principal or to a higher authority in the school system and said this offended me and said I, I, I don't think that this was proper. I don't think I should have been asked to do this. And so they Suspended him. Suspended him. Suspended him. So we're watching, I'm telling you, the minds that are being collected. And you've read in your Bible where Gog and Magog would gather together against the Lord, that from the four quarters of the earth that the enemy is pulling minds together, people who are like-minded. They don't have their confidence in God. They got lots of religion, though. They have a form of godliness, okay? They They have a certain look about them but the Bible said you turn away from that they deny power of God they deny authority I'm telling you the devil through people hates authority he hates it when you subject yourself to God's Word when by doing that you're showing that your confidence is in God your confidence is in God your faith is in God and I'm telling you the devil hates that he wants to destroy that he wants to absolutely tear everything down That God's church stands for he'll give you religion though he'll give you lots of religion all right so we've got to do what the book said our faith and our confidence is in God he is the word and as we put our faith in what he has said and he's telling you from such turn away don't get yourself going in that direction don't allow them to substitute something uh, natural or even devilish shall I say into your life and replace of something that's good and godly and spiritual and clean and I'm telling you the enemy wants to do away with the spiritual he want or he wants to call things spiritual you know they've got billboards out there can the dead speak and uh, they put all this nonsense on there and uh, palm readers and that stuff is still the occult is, is very very strong and people look to these things people try to have faith in these things instead of in God I'm telling you you've got to remain with God the same You've got to stand strong upon him who is the rock. All right? All right. So, you're you're remembering here, we read 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4, and, and he said, and let's put it together, he said, now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. They're going to lose confidence. They're going to, as one place said, cast not away your confidence which hath Great payment of reward. Don't cast that away, all right? Don't chuck that overboard. You hold on to your faith and your belief and your trust in God. And so the Spirit is speaking expressly that in the latter times, well, we're in those latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Another place said departing with an evil heart of unbelief, all right? And uh, they'll give heed. So we're not going to listen to God not gonna to listen to the preacher, but we're gonna to listen to uh, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils that speak lies and hypocrisy. And this leads to a, a conscience that is seared with a hot iron. And that you if you've ever ironed a shirt or a blouse or something and you left that iron on there too long and you, you ruin it. You sear it. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't you can't it's not a stain that you can get out, okay? Actually, something has actually melted in that fabric and and that's the end of it it's scorched all right so we have got to watch ourselves we've got to watch we should be more what to say we're not ignorant of Satan's devices that we should be sharper we should be more discerning and again the writer said uh, about us coming together and and not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together David said I was glad when they sent unto me being with them that are glad to be in church I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You're surrounding your, yourself with people who are thinking in a like-minded way. People who are thinking spiritual, godly, holy, wholesome, sound thinking. Okay? Or do you want to be with them that are wandering through the catacombs of life, one dead end after another, cutting themselves and hurting themselves, is that the kind of people we want to uh, surround ourselves with where everything in their lives is broken? Everything is, is being destroyed and messed up, and one bad situation after another, bouncing off of one bad relationship into another? Or do you want to get with something that is solid, something that is steadfast, something that is sure? You want to get with God. You want to have confidence in God that His way works. His way works. All right, everybody said, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So. He's telling you the Spirit speaketh expressly in these latter times and telling you these things are going to happen. And then we looked at 2 Timothy chapter 3 here, and he told you this know also, so he watched the subject matter, that in the last days, okay, latter times, last days, perilous times shall come for men, lovers of their own selves, okay, and they're going to be covetous, they're going to be boasters. when When I read something and you're not aware of this happening in our world, raise your hand. Okay, (laughs) because I think everything I'm reading, you can pretty much say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. That means that they speak offensively, particularly about God, the church and leadership. All right. And that they are disobedient to parents and they're unthankful and they're unholy and they're without natural affection and they are truce breakers and they are false accusers. And they are incontinent, or in other words, unable to control themselves. They just do these things, and they can't seem to control themselves. Okay? And then they are fierce. They are despisers of those that are good. They are traitors. They are heady. They are high-minded. They are lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. They'd rather go do something else, be somewhere else, play some silly amusement just constantly. I watched a a family one time, and the children were little. I mean, the girl was probably five, and the little boy was about three. And uh, I watched them as he went up the ladder in his job, and he got promotions in his job. They constantly were giving him free passes to the amusement parks. And so every weekend, they would get in the car and they'd go off and, Ooh, we got free passes. Well, one weekend after another, you know the devil just loved to do that. He just kept making the way and keeping them out of church, keeping them out of church, keeping them out of church, weekend in and weekend out until finally, they weren't in the church, pass or no pass. They just backslid right out, okay? And, and I hate to tell you, but today, uh, all three of them, uh, what I mean by that is there was the husband and the wife. And there was the one daughter and then the one son. And they've all been divorced uh, at least once, if not twice. And uh, their lives just went down the tubes. You hear me tell you now? And I'm trying to say the enemy, the enemy, he wants you to trust in all the things out there and get involved. Run to those things. But woe to those rebellious children that go down to this world and that trust in the princes of this world and the things that this world says is so great. And they find themselves on the outs with God. They've thrown away. They've cast away. They're, they don't believe that anymore. I don't believe it. one man said that. This man preached. He preached the truth of God. And uh, many, many uh, tapes and, uh, or CDs, if you please, were sent out all over the country. And uh, But he lost it. He lost it. it. It got to be all about me. It got to be all about him. And, you know, you do not steal God's glory. And uh, it, it got to be about him. And he got so exalted until finally he, he fell. And, and uh, he lost everything, everything that got him. He lost the truth. He actually called one publication that sold his, his CDs and, and he told them, don't sell them anymore. He said, I don't believe that anymore. How turned over your mind can get to being a reprobate, to being something that is, is unusable unqualified okay it's very important church family that you hold fast to your confidence that you believe don't put your confidence you hear them on the radio all the time now buy gold buy gold buy gold don't care what you buy and what you try to hide away somewhere when they declare it's of no value and they're not accepting it and that's what it's gonna be and don't you think they're not way ahead of everybody so forget about all their cray. I had a preacher call me and said, do you think we should all buy gold? I said, no, I don't think we should buy gold. I think we should buy into God more and more and more. Get more and more shares in the God of heaven and earth. Get more and more stock, the root and the stock of Abraham. Get yourself rooted and grounded and settled in the word of God and look to him. And he will take care of us. He will see to his people. You hear me now. My God, they got on it. Well, how crazy did it look? It never rained. Nobody would ever seen rain. And God speaks to Noah and says, you build an ark. Here's the plan. On, sends, sends the old architectural plans by, and he and his sons begin to build, and God gives them the wisdom to do it. And the day came when they got on the ark, and God shut the door. One family, one name, one door, one ark, Okay. Oh, I think everybody's okay. It doesn't matter what religion you are. Oh, doesn't it? Oh, doesn't it? You better not get offended when we tell you that Jesus Christ built one church. And the book said one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. That's in your Bible. Not just anything will do. I don't have confidence in just anything. I have confidence in the one true, wise, eternal God. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Everybody isn't right. Everybody isn't in the church, but God made it available to everybody. Okay, You've got to have faith in God. You've got to have your confidence in God. As you read the word, you know, when Jesus came in the days of his flesh, there was all kinds of religions. There was all kinds of people running around. And they had all kinds of rituals. And yeah, Jesus made it clear, well, you're concerned about this and you're concerned about that. He said, but you're, you're omitting The weightier things, the more powerful things, the more important things, you have no confidence in those things, and those are the things that really count. And another place said that they would set aside uh, the Word of God, that they might keep their own tradition, do things their own way. And we're living in a world where it's all about them, where they can do whatever they want to do, they think, okay? And they can act any way they want to act, they think. And they don't have confidence, and many people are losing confidence they're losing confidence in holiness. They're losing confidence in the standards of the church that te- that are taught from the Word of God. And, they're, and they uh, are trying to somehow take the Word of God and, and teach that these things aren't necessary, okay, because they've lost confidence. And the more that people do this, the more that they have a lack of confidence in God, they are, the Bible said they're being turned unto fables. That's why we were told to preach the Word, okay? Preach the Word. The word, bring the truth, because they're being turned to fables, they're being turned to fairy tales, they're being turned, their minds are being turned to follow all kinds of things that, that in the mind of a spiritual person, and the Bible said they'll call the spiritual person mad. They'll call you mad. Well, Paul was called that, wasn't he? He said, much learning, the king said, much learning doth make thee mad. And he said, I'm not mad. He laughed at him. he said, I'm not mad. He said, "I would that you were just like me, except for these handcuffs you put on me." He said, "I wish you were uh, persuaded, altogether persuaded, that you had 100% confidence in the word of God and what we're telling you. If they had had confidence in Jesus, they never would have crucified him. But they didn't. They had confidence. They put their confidence in a thief and a murderer, Barabbas. And they, they, the, the, uh, Pilate and Herod were saying." We'll let him go. It's a feast. We'll let Jesus go. We'll give you your king. And they said, we have no king but Caesar. Confidence. Misplaced. People, one of the most, probably one of the most uh, infamous examples of uh, misplaced confidence would be in the Titanic. They, they build it. They advertise it as the ship that God couldn't sink. And they all gun up the gangplank headed on into that big old boat and going to go across the Atlantic. And, and they were pushing it because they wanted to get there in record time. They wanted to get to the New York Harbor in record time. And, uh, and oh, man, when they were just booking along, and they, every day, every second, they were feeling more and more confident. And yet the time came, friend, when they hit that iceberg. And, you know, there was like, I don't know, something like nine compartments down there. And they said, well, it it would have to breach all the compartments, and that's that's exactly what that did. When that boat just went along and was just hitting that iceberg, and it just ripped the whole bottom of the boat and went through one section after another until it took on so much water that it sunk. But people had their confidence in that. They placed their lives in in that boat and in the builders of that boat, and and that's people for you. They're, in the world we live in, they're going to put, I'm telling you, they're going to put their faith in what the Antichrist says. They're going to believe the system that he designs for this world. And he, my friend, is nothing but the devil, and he's going to be behind whatever body he uses and whatever personality and person he decides to use, and he's going to try to imitate what Jesus Christ did. He's always been an imitator. He's always been an also-ran. He's always been a second place, which means he's always come in last, and he's going to lose again, and he's already lost. In the overall thinking of God Almighty, it's already happened, and it's just a matter of it's going, running its course, and you and I are going to finish our course one day by God's grace, and our confidence in God is going to bring us to the right thing, the right ending. All right. So when the enemy comes to undermine your belief and your faith and your confidence in the things of God, you have got to uh, determine that this is what I believe. It's in the Word of God. It's in the chapter and verse. And I'm not throwing that away. I'm not throwing that overboard. I'm not tossing that away. I'm going to stay with what the book teaches. Uh, when, when all you're seeing is when people go in different directions is they're losing the love of God in their heart. They no longer are loving God. Didn't it say, love Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. All of you, every part of you, you are to put God first. And every day, that is a battle. Every day. And that's why we want to pray. That's why we want to assemble ourselves together. That's why we want to read the word of the Lord. That's why we want to involve ourselves, you know. And I, but I've got to go here. Oh, but I've got to go there. Well, see, you're taking bits of your confidence. You're taking percentages of your confidence. And you're putting it in something else. And it, the enemy's just going to try to get you to a weakened place. And what did the book say? And everybody's always had a devil cast it of him. Everybody has. When you, we were all born in sin. We were all shapen or misshapen in iniquity, okay? And God got all that mess out of our lives. And don't you know that enemy went, is going out to find some of his buddies that are greater and stronger than him and to come back. He wants to get back in your life. And you don't want that in your life. You don't, I'm telling you, you do not want to let Hollywood in your life. You don't want to let all the lyrics in your life of Nashville. You do not want to open up to the world. In so doing, it will push your confidence in God out. Now, religion, you know, they have lots of little words, you know, and little platitudes, and, and they love to grab something, and they love to run with it, and uh, people, people just chase after it. Uh, don't you know, and I taught you the timeline, but when, when people lost confidence, and they departed from the living God with an evil heart of unbelief, they turned against what the apostles taught. And a period of time had gone by, and the last living apostles had died, and the ones that God had raised up to replace, uh, as they continued on the work of the church and the earth, then there were those that begin to challenge, and they begin to just do what the book said, they begin to part from the church and the teachings with an evil heart of unbelief. And in so doing, they then were looking for a way, where can we go, and how can we show that we're still all right? Well, they went to Rome. And they got with the ruling power of the world. And when they got to Rome and they got with the emperor, they made their religion. And these original ones that left and forsook, then they begin to pervert everything. They begin to put in philosophies and rudiments of the world. Take religion that they knew of and that maybe they even, many of them came out of, and uh, particularly Judaism. And they, begin, they couldn't get it uh, in Galatian. They couldn't get it in Ephesus because the, the the apostles wrote letters to the congregations there and warned them about those coming in and trying to drag you back under the law and go backwards When you, and, and you'll make the faith of Christ of non-effect. You will be fallen from grace. Do not follow these things. And so the church stayed right. But these people not being able to do it, they departed and they left and they went to Rome and they begin to concoct and put together with the emperor a religion, okay? And when they put that religion together, then they had caused a split from the original church and the original teachings. And in so doing, then did, that spirit got in there and didn't stop there. And that answers the question why we have so many religions today, because that same spirit has continued to just split and multiply, split and multiply. And it's has gone on and gone on and gone on until we are right here in 2013. And it's still going on. And, and I'm telling you, people more and more though are being turned to, uh, follow and be mesmerized by, shall we say in our country here? Uh, but I would say it's, it's definitely global. And that is by the Hollywood scene and by the celebrity status and people are, are oohing and on. There's one particular, uh, couple. And, uh, they said that this guy, when he has a concert, that he tells he's teaching everybody to worship him he's te- his name even is a derivative of the name jesus and he is telling them to worship him he's telling them to raise their arms and to wave at him and uh they're more and more i'm telling you the enemy is going to move more and more through natural means and an attempt to get people to worship man to worship man's ways the many of the jewish believe that they're going to bring in the messianic age by their own intelligence their own smarts. I'm telling you, they are being set up for a fall. They have, that country of Israel is going to make an agreement and they're going to make it with the Antichrist and they, they're probably not going to know he's the Antichrist, but they're going to make an agreement with him and he's going to break that agreement. You hear me? You better hear me when I tell you we're headed for some troublous and dangerous times when Paul said when sailing was now dangerous and he warned them and they ignored, they had no confidence in the preacher, had no confidence in what he said as he gave them the word of God. Instead, they listened to the owners and the masters of the the sailing vessel, and in other words, the businesses and the governments and and the economies and the way that they do things, and they put faith in that, only to see it all destroyed. And yet the writer said that Paul prayed and came back with the message, if you stay with the church, you'll be saved. You stay with the church. Keep your confidence. Don't cast it away. It has great payment of reward. You keep, is an old saying, right? Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the confidence. Hang in there with God. And don't let things from other people. And, and I'm telling you, Daniel's writings talked about there was going to be those that were going to fall. And it would be to test others. Okay? So you, your trying hour may come. People that are close to you may fall, they may depart, they may quit, but that should not, it doesn't have to come nigh or near unto you. You can stand firm, you can stand strong, you've got to get the uh, uh, confidence in you that says no matter what, somebody said come hell or high water, well they'll both come. They will both come. Hear me when I tell you, they will both come and every kind of force that the enemy can employ to try to topple you over, to try to get you to go away from God and not have faith in Him. And you've got not have confidence in Him. You've got to pray, and you've got to ask God, give me that confidence, give me that faith, give me that strength, put it inside of me. (laughs) Tell yourself, as I come for renewing, I come for the refreshing, Come come for the things that come from God that will help me. In this day and hour in which we live, all right. Let me read to you once again from Second Timothy. I just want to read this in a in a version that maybe will be a little more understandable. Okay, he said, but understand this: that in the last days there will there will be uh, things will be in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear, for people will be lovers of self, and utterly self-centered, lovers of money, and aroused by an inordinate, okay, not an ordinary, an inordinate, greedy desire for wealth, proud, and arrogant, and contemptuous. Posters. They will be abusive, blasphemers, scoffers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. They will be without natural human affection. Callous, that's a good word, callous. Callous and? inhuman, relentless admitting of no truce or appeasement they will be sometimes you know you can't you can't talk sense to some people you can't you can't you know I'm sorry just doesn't get it get through to them and, and even when you put a works with your I'm sorry and you try to you know apologize and make it better there are there are spirits that people have that they just want to be mad spirit that they're entertaining is it rages it rages you know the Bible said and made it clear that uh, hell and the grave are never satisfied so there is that which which is never satisfied there's spirits that rise up that get a hold of people and it doesn't matter how you try to make peace there will be no peace okay all right that's what the word implacable means but anyway let's move on uh, admitting to no truce Or appeasement. They will uh, be slanderers, false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate, having no control, and loose in morals and conduct, uncontrolled and fierce, haters of good. They will be treacherous, betrayers rash, and inflated with self-conceit. They will be lovers of sensual pleasures and vain amusements more than and rather than lovers of God. Hopefully that's just a little plainer talk, words that you can identify with. The moral of the story here. Or the lesson is for you have confidence, confidence in God, confidence in the way He does things, the teachings of the church that you make that strong. I've had to tell many of people, we don't do it like that. We don't talk that way or we don't act that way or we don't go those places, okay? And we're we, we careful and we're particularly careful with our children and our children's children that are, want them to know God. We want them to know the ways of God. We want them to know the look of God. Okay? We want them, we want to please our Father, our Heavenly Father. Okay? So we have to, as the book said, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. We've got to get out of that crowd. We've got to get away from those influences. We've got to get away from those attitudes that we just read. Those spirits, we've got to get away from that. Don't you understand when, and God sent Moses uh, down to Egypt and he talked to the elders and he let them know that I am, that I am, hath sent me. And he showed them the signs that God had given to them. Only one sign, actually, he showed them. And uh, they were convinced. And so they began to confront the forces of darkness and the forces of darkness would not relent. And then when they would and say, okay, then they would change their mind and break the agreement. And uh, finally the day came when Moses led the people out of Egypt, and uh, which is a type of the world, and leading them out uh, against Pharaoh, and Pharaoh being a type of the devil, the forces of evil and darkness. And as as Moses led them out to go worship the Lord, to go have church, to go do the work of the church, and to raise them up to be the people of God. Okay, to be the ones that believe in the one true eternal God who is invisible. All right. And, the, and, and there became such a, a resentment against that, that all these others had this, and they had that, and they had the other, and they had their little set-up gods that they carved out of their own hands. And somehow or another, they wanted that, and that was ridiculous. So God chose to come visibly. When the fullness of time was come, that God came in the flesh. The invisible showed himself visible and pronounced through the angel or the angelic messenger, that his name would be Jesus that name that would be above every name. okay and so that's when we come into this New Testament but you notice that they came out of Egypt and they went through the born-again experience they got they went through the cloud and through the sea they were baptized unto Moses and then they drank of that rock and that rock was Christ which is a type of receiving the Holy Ghost so baptism going through the Red Sea and and receiving the Holy Ghost drinking them from the rock And that rock was Christ and how they traveled on and then look how sad it was because a lot of the older generation they turned they threw away their confidence and in their hearts they turned back and they wanted to go to Egypt well New Testament Galatians and Ephesians they were turning back they were trying to turn them back in their hearts to go back under Judaism go back under the law to go backwards on God and that same old spirit church family and think of how many thousands of years was between those examples and, and I'm trying to tell you, spirits don't die. And the same old spirit is right here, right now. And he wants you to turn back. He wants you to depart from the living God. He wants you to throw away your confidence. I don't believe that way. We don't have to do that. That's not necessary. And all that mealy mouth junk. And, and all it is is a lack of faith and a lack of belief and a lack of confidence. You've got to stand strong. You get your good faith in God, you get your confidence in God and you have escaped the pollutions of this world and you're on your way to that place called heaven and you don't want to let go of that for anybody or anything. You don't have confidence, confidence in God. Don't let your confidence be in man. Don't let your confidence be in countries. Don't let your confidence be in the princes of this world. Don't let your confidence be in wealth or finances, gold. Don't let your confidence be in those things, all right? Let your confidence be in God, all right? And, and Jesus said, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is going to be. So you want to you get, and your, and vice versa, where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be, and where your heart is, that's where your treasure's going to be. So you just get yourself uh, set on the things of God, all right? And, and get it get it locked in that you're going to serve God and I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to stay with this word of God and I'm not going to let be bumped off of it. One way, I had a woman the other day and she was telling me all these different things and uh, she did not believe in speaking in tongues. And, uh, and I said, well, I said, you've quoted me two or three scriptures. Uh, and she said, yeah. And I said, you believe them? Yeah. And I said, well, how about this scripture? Forbid not to speak with tongues. So it's right in your Bible. I said, how come? How come we don't believe that one? We believe these other three scriptures in the same Bible. Well, why don't you believe that verse? And she had no answer for me. Just like the man down at the Black Gold. One day I'm sitting there reading my Bible, and and uh, I don't know who this guy was. And all of a sudden he comes around. He's standing, looking down at me, and he says, "Well, I've heard of the uh, the 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 sheep in wolves' clothing." He said, "But now I've seen the wolf in sheep's clothing." <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess he wanted to get a rise out of me or something, and I just said, okay. And so he, he started saying a bunch of junk about God and the Word and claiming to be this, you know, and I kept telling him, I said, well, you're this religion and you're following this. And he said, well, I'm just following the Word of God. I said, are oh, you? now? And he said, well, he said, do you speak with tongues? And I said, well, as the Spirit of God gives me the utterance, I do. And so he said, he said, well, he said, that, that ain't right. You know, and I said, you believe the Bible? He said, yeah. I said, okay. Flipped over in the Bible. And I said, okay, now you believe the Bible. I said, read it. And so he read, forbid not to speak with tongues. He said, I've got to go home a step.
1: <laughs> and step. Out the door
0: he went. Out the door he went. Went right out of the room. I've never seen him again. Never seen him again. Oh, you know, I read where Jesus answered with chapter and verse, and the devil left. <laughs> Amen. And I also read in Revelation where God said He's He's going to send an angel, and they're going to shut the devil up in the the bottomless pit. I'm going to be glad when the devil has to shut up. You know, and he's always coming around trying to whisper in your mind, whisper in your mind. Try to tell you a bunch of junk that's not so. Bring all that kind of gossip and say all kinds of things that just aren't so. Church family, we're living in, I'm telling you, perilous times latter times, the end times. We're living in the end of the last days, not just the last days, the end of the last days. And we are watching things that are fulfilling prophecies and characteristics that are are becoming very obvious that the Bible foretold. And you and I need to stay in the boat. We need to stay in the ship. We need to stay in the church. We need to stay with the things that are right and are of God. And, And I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. You just let them go do whatever they're going to do, but you stay with the teachings. You stay with what's right. That's where your confidence is at. That's where your confidence is at. All right, let's stand together. All right, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Let our faith and our hope and our trust be in God. Don't Don't withdraw all your good confidence and try to place it in something else. It's not going to work. And you'll only wind up visible and unhappy and lost and without guidance and without direction. Okay? It's so good to have God, to have confidence in God that that holds you up in the storm. Didn't the Scripture say, Uh, Jesus said, he that heareth my sayings and doeth them. He said, I'll show you to whom that person is like. And he showed the person that listened, said that they dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. Okay? And the storm came. And when the storm came, it could not shake that building. That's the people that have confidence in God. As opposed to those that hurt, but did not follow, did not do, did not obey. And so they tried, they attempted. Build the same thing. But they didn't dig deep. They didn't get the foundation, the rock, and when the storm same storm came, their house fell, and great was the fall of it. Everybody said, Amen. amen. All right. So you're in you're in a situation that's going to stand the storm. And it won't just stand the storm that brings the the water test, but later on the scripture teaches it will also stand the fire test. Okay? So we we I tell you we've got our code book. We've got our codes and they're right. And if we stick to them, we're going to be able to withstand everything that the enemy hurls at us. Let's give God a big praise. Come on. Thank you. All right, let's lift our hearts with our hands and worship the Lord together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear God. Holy King, holy God, we you. We worship you,
1: Lord. Come on now.